TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Attorney for the families, Kristen Elmore Garcia joins us this morning. Kristen, good morning. Good morning, Joe. How are you today? Doing well this morning, Kristen. How was the, uh, let me rephrase that. The visit with Attorney General Merrick Garland, uh, he spoke with the families. How was that received, and what kind of uh, things did he and the families talk about? Joe, the the environment um, when the U.S. Attorney General came to speak uh, with uh, families of the victims and some actual living victims them- themselves was very sobering. Um, Merrick Garland uh, was present in Buffalo um, at the Apollo Media Center, which is also on Jefferson Avenue, really just kitty corner to the grocery store, um, in in the location that is um, the site of a lot of gatherings, a lot of important um, businesses exist over there, believe it or not. is There's more than just tops, and the Media Center is one of those um, kind of main hubs of, of the neighborhood. Um, and he was present there with members of his staff, also with the U.S. Attorney for the Western District of New York, Trini Ross, and many top officials from the Department of Justice, including the Deputy Director of the FBI and um, heads of the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division. And um, to, to say the least, to see such a showing of top executives and top officials was very sobering for the families, but it also, I believe, instilled some confidence in them that um, what happened in Buffalo, what happened to us, all of us in this community, is the nation one of the nation's top priorities in solving. And going with that conversation, because, you know, after that, there were the charges announced, uh, did any kind of sentencing recommendation come up from the families and the living victims? No, there was no sort of sentencing recommendation that came from any of the families or living victims, because I think for many of them, they're still trying to process and still trying to grieve um, what they experienced. And what the Department of Justice um, really explained to them is that they're deep in the investigative stages right now. Um, The criminal complaint that was issued um, did have a lot of factual details as well about um, just just some plain facts about the happening of of this incident. Um, but they said that as thorough as their complaint was, that's not even all they've investigated, and they still have a lot more to continue to investigate. So as far as sentencing, there is there was really no recommendation from either side as to what that may look like in the future. Right now, it's focusing on continuing that groundwork and foundation of investigation and getting the criminal complaint process um, moving so um, that that these hate crimes um, can be preserved. And and what happened in the courtroom this week when those charges were announced? Uh, What were those charges and what is next um, in the legal process? Um, 
So the the shooter, I I honestly, Joe, I'm sorry, I'm going to refuse to say um, his name um, during during your program. I I think we all can can just put put that name in our own minds. But there were ten counts of hate crimes resulting in death. That was one of the charges. So ten counts for the ten deceased victims. Um, there were also ten counts of using a firearm to commit murder during and in relation to a crime of violence. That is that is the full name of the charge. So 10 counts of that for the deceased victims. You also saw three counts of hate crime involving bodily injury and attempts to kill for the three living victims, and also um, three counts of use and discharge of a firearm during and in relation to a crime of violence. So you see um, sort of mirroring charges, uh, two two separate sort of charges that complement each other for both the, the three living victims and the 10 deceased victims. And now after this, we have the federal charges. I know there's more to come. We have the state charges. Where do we go? When's the next time we're going to see activity in the courtroom? Um, so I don't know, have firsthand knowledge of any um, upcoming return dates, but um, both the Erie County DA's office headed by John Flynn and the U.S. Attorney's Office um, for the Western District of New York are um, operating on parallel uh, tracks, so to say. So they don't overlap in their investigation and they don't overlap in their criminal proceedings. Um, and if we can use... Um, the example of the DA's office, who is already maybe one or two steps ahead in terms of uh, charging the criminal activity as to where the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office is, what you could expect to see next from the U.S. Attorney's Office would be moving forward with a federal grand jury and an official indictment. These charges were filed on what's known as a complaint, um, and they're supported by sworn affidavits by by law enforcement officials. So the next step would be moving forward to present the, um, the facts of that investigation to the grand jury, um, which w- would ultimately result in indictment. And I agree with you. I, I also uh, refuse to say the shooter's name. Where is he being held now um, compared to where he'll be held during a trial, or is that the same place? It would likely be the same place. And what you have now is him being held in custody on the state charges presently um, and moving forward in the federal case, um, the federal prosecutors will also be making a motion to essentially hold him. And although it is in all practical purposes and the actual outcome of things, he's going to be held. I don't expect that he will ever see the light of day again throughout the proceedings during and after um, but to have it um, officially documented that he will be held on both state and on federal charges. Do you think there will be, uh, we've seen this before in, um, in, in other uh, cases like this that have resulted in you know, mass death, um, will there be an opportunity in the courtroom for the families to have you know, a, a, a face-to-face with the shooter, you know, tell them what they've taken from them. Uh, you know, we saw this, I believe, in the BTK uh, shootings and to talk and, you know, and, and really say what he has done, uh, not only to them, but to the community. So there will be multiple 
opportunities throughout the criminal legal procedure where the voices of the victims, um, they will have an opportunity to be heard. Uh, Some of those opportunities may come up um, during the grand jury, uh, but of course grand jury proceedings are held in secret. Uh, It may come up during trial. um, If, you know, any, any family members who are essentially witnesses and victims themselves have any firsthand knowledge their testimony very, very may well become um, relevant at trial or any number of factual hearings. And then, of course, their input and their experiences become necessary again at the um, sentencing phase. But then anything regarding sentencing is a long way off. You know, you've talked with the, the families, you've talked with the surviving victims, and, and you know, we're, we're seeing this the, the tops being remodeled, being uh, fit to reopen. Uh, I have to imagine that's going to be very difficult for uh, living victims and for the families of, of the victims who passed away. Correct. And I'll say, I'll say that I represent um, the family and the estate of Andre McNeil. And if, if you're familiar with um, Mr. McNeil's name, um, he was residing in Auburn, New York, just outside of Syracuse. But he was in town in Buffalo to celebrate um, his, his son, Andre Jr.'s third birthday with their Western New York family. And, of course, it would have been the first time um, it, throughout COVID that they would have really been able to celebrate with, with little Andre. So they were really looking forward to um, that wonderful experience that unfortunately was cut short and and severely impacted. And um, I also represent the the estate of Ms. Catherine Massey. And Ms. Catherine Massey was a a very powerful and um, proactive and and helpful and caring, kind of guiding, um, loving figure in her community. Um, So for, for the people who are connected to them, and tied to them and actually live in the neighborhood and shop at that store and maybe go to the doctor's office across the street or take their children to the library across the street or even into the media center for for community activities. It's not just the grocery store itself, but it's, it's an entire four square block. That's quite frankly, terrifying um, to return to. And, and, and brings up a lot of powerful memories. Um, and, and not only do I represent those two families, but I have had the opportunity to meet informally with some TOPS employees. And it's a very, it's a very scary feeling for them. I can, I can assure you that it's, it's, I mean, we're, we're only a month away from that. So I'm sure you, you and your listeners could imagine that it's very, very fresh. Yeah. I, like I said, I just, I can't imagine, uh, what it's going to be like walking back into that store and um, terrifying you know, the word that I, I could imagine. Uh, we've had a visit from you know, every leader statewide. We've had the president, the vice president, the attorney general. What have those visits meant to the families? They've meant a lot, but it, it doesn't just mean a lot for the, the families themselves. I think they're, the presence of these officials emphasizes what this means for our country, Joe. I just want you to imagine um, what the future of our country could could foresee if we allowed things like this to happen, if we didn't have a, a culture that, that gives zero tolerance to these beliefs 
um, these extremist reactions, um, this extremist behavior. Just imagine, Joe, if our country did tolerate that. So the, the message right now is we cannot, we have to stamp it out, squash it in the bud. It cannot fester. It cannot linger. Um, because if we do, um, this sort of tragedy could become reality elsewhere and it could become more frequent. Um, so this is a top priority, not just for Buffalo or for those individual families, but we should all think about this with a sense of duty that it is not tolerable for us to, to live in. Well said, well said. Kristen Elmore Garcia, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you, Joe. You have a wonderful day. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.